The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta Airlines. This holiday season, Delta will handle 22 million checked bags. They're giving you the power to track your bags every step of the way with RFID technology in the Fly Delta app. Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, December 17th. In today's news, the federal government barrels toward a partial shutdown. A Texas judge's ruling rattles the entire healthcare system. And Rudy Giuliani says President Trump will talk with Bob Mueller over his dead body. But first, the big idea. A new report prepared for the Senate provides the most sweeping analysis yet of Russia's disinformation campaign around the 2016 presidential election. The operation used every major social media platform to deliver words, images, and videos tailored to voter-specific interests to help elect Donald Trump. And the Russians worked even harder to support him once he took office. My Post colleagues Craig Timberg and Tony Rahm obtained a draft of the nearly 100-page document, and I got a chance to read through it last night. This is the first study of the millions of posts that the major technology firms from Facebook and Twitter to Google have provided to the Senate Intelligence Committee. The bipartisan panel hasn't said whether it endorses the findings yet, but they're expected to release the report publicly later this week. The research was done by Oxford University's Computational Propaganda Project and Graphica, a network analysis firm. It focused on how Russians working at the Internet Research Agency, which U.S. officials have charged with criminal offenses for interfering in the 2016 election, sliced Americans into key interest groups for targeted messaging. These efforts shifted over time, peaking at key political moments, such as presidential debates or party conventions. The report concludes, quote, What is clear is that all of the messaging clearly sought to benefit the Republican Party, and specifically Donald Trump. Trump is mentioned most in campaigns targeting conservatives and right-wing voters, where the messaging encouraged these groups to support his campaign. The main groups that could challenge Trump were then provided messaging that sought to confuse, distract, and ultimately discourage members from voting. End of quote. The report also found that Russians aim particular energy at activating conservatives around gun rights and immigration, while sapping the political clout of left-leaning African-American voters by undermining their faith in elections and spreading misleading information about ways to vote. Many other groups, including Latinos, Muslims, Christians, gay men and women, liberals, Southerners, veterans, got at least some attention from Russians operating thousands of fake social media accounts. The report traces the origins of Russian online influence operations to domestic politics in 2009, but it says that efforts to manipulate Americans grew sharply in 2014, and then exponentially every year after, as teams of operatives got better and better through trial and error. The Russians started with accounts on Twitter, then they added YouTube, then they went to Instagram, finally they brought Facebook into the mix. Facebook says the Russian campaign reached 126 million people on its site and another 20 million more on Instagram. The Russians operated 133 accounts on Instagram that focused mainly on race, ethnicity, or other forms of personal identity. The most successful Instagram posts targeted African-American cultural issues and black pride. And here's the thing. It got worse after the 2016 election. Emboldened by their success in helping to elect Trump, the Russians massively boosted their spending on this endeavor. Finally, in the middle of 2017, social media companies began cracking down aggressively. But the report says there's evidence that many Russian-backed accounts 
continue to exist. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the federal government appears to be barreling toward a partial shutdown at the end of this week as Trump and congressional Democrats remain at loggerheads over funding for a border wall. White House Senior Advisor Stephen Miller said Sunday on CBS that the administration will do whatever is necessary to build the wall, including shutting down the government. Congressional Republicans have been scrambling to find an alternative that would avoid a shutdown, such as a short-term funding measure that would keep the government open for two or three more weeks until Democrats take control of the House. But the White House has signaled it won't support such a resolution. Trump sees this as his last chance to get the wall he desires, which means it's looking much more likely that spending for the government will lapse. The shutdown could leave about a quarter of the government, as well as one-third of federal workers, without funding as the holidays approach. Federal agencies and senior officials are already beginning to prepare in earnest for that possibility. Democratic leaders on the Hill signaled on the Sunday shows that they're not going to budge. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said on Meet the Press that Trump, quote, is not going to get the wall in any form. And here's another complicating factor for the president. Congressional Republican leaders are warning the White House that they fear they won't be able to convince their own members who lost in the November elections to show up for a vote on a spending bill that would avert a shutdown requiring them to cut a deal with Dems. Number two, a federal judge's Friday night ruling that struck down Obamacare has injected uncertainty into the health care system. The opinion, if upheld on appeal, would upend the health insurance industry, the way doctors and hospitals function, and the ability of millions of Americans to access treatments they need to combat serious diseases. Parts of the law that would need to be unwound include no-charge preventive services for older Americans on Medicare, allowing parents to keep children on their plans through the age of 26, a variety of efforts to rein in prescription drug prices, and even requirements that some restaurants post calorie counts. While the ruling by District Judge Reed O'Connor invalidated the law altogether, it did not enjoin any of its provisions, and the Trump administration immediately announced the law will stay in place for now pending appeal. Over the weekend, Republicans and Democrats alike predicted it could take a year or more before the true significance of Friday night's opinion by one conservative federal judge is known. Echoing the Trump administration, both sides said the ruling would begin a long path through the appellate courts, probably bringing the question of Obamacare's constitutionality before the Supreme Court for a third time. Whatever the outcome, that means that health care will almost certainly be one of the two or three most important issues for the sixth national election in a row, 2010, 2012, 2014, 2016, 2018, and 2020. Democrats believe that helps them because even though the issue dogged them for years, it worked to their advantage in 2018. And the ruling does put more pressure on congressional Republicans to come up with some kind of alternative proposal to the ACA. But with Democrats about to take control of the House, their window for getting an Obamacare alternative to Trump's desk has effectively closed, at least for the next two years. Number three, Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, dismissed the possibility that the president will agree to an in-person interview with special counsel Bob Mueller. As he put it on Fox News Sunday, quote, over my dead body. Giuliani also criticized Trump's former lawyer and longtime fixer, Michael Cohen, who said Trump knew about hush money payments to his alleged mistresses. Giuliani repeatedly questioned not just Cohen's credibility, but whether truth itself is knowable. He said, quote, Unless you're God, you will never know what the truth is. The president himself also went after Cohen. He called him a rat on Twitter, eliciting comparisons to the language of mob bosses. A growing number of Americans are expressing discomfort with Trump's potential involvement in criminal wrongdoing. 
A new NBC Wall Street Journal poll out today finds that a robust 62%, a majority, say Trump has not been honest about the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 campaign. That's up from 56% in August. And half the public says the investigation by Mueller has given them more doubts about Trump's presidency. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, December 17th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.